Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I'm here anticipating. God is doing great and mighty things. And this afternoon, this morning, last night, I love that song, Chains Are Breaking, Chains Are Breaking. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Things that have been bothering me in the past are going to be gone. Because God is going to do healing. He's already been healing, and he's going to continue the healing. Hallelujah, and I'm so thankful for that. You may be seated for a few minutes. Continuing with our little pre-service, or it's not pre-service, but pre-preaching theme on together. Sister Heather Blackshear, the pastor's wife from Life Church here, is speaking to us tonight on together we serve. She said, well, what do you want me, you know, what's this about? I said, well, I don't know anyone who serves people any better than you do. She always has everything just perfect, and she's always looking out for the other person. And you know what? We need to learn that because we need to serve not only one another but our community. We need to learn to do things for other people because there are so many Hurting and lonely people. And this is one of the best ways in the world to win them to Christ because Christ was always doing for others. So I'm thankful to have an example of somebody who does for others. Speak to us tonight. Together we serve. Sister Blackshear. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're girls. Praise the Lord. There we go. How are you all doing? Good? There it is. We just got to kind of settle into hills. There's no men around to tell us what we can and can't do and how short and how long and all that and how fast and on time and off time and trade. I trade. This is why they want me to trade. Okay, it was off for a second. Okay, I, I am, I didn't catch what Sister... Churchill said, and it's probably better. Uh, I have my timer, handy-dandy timer. And she gave me 15 to 20 minutes to talk about a subject that is a vital part of my DNA. And I am setting my timer now because that's what I do. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm not used to um, going by nose. I like rabbit trails, Sister Winfrey. I like rabbit trails. And no, mm -mm. I like rabbit trails. But, you know, I have the mic, and so I get to do this out of respect. First of all, I'm Heather Blackshear, if you don't know me. I am Heather Blackshear. I have the distinct honor of being pastor's wife. I won't say of the greatest, but one of the greatest churches in the entire universe and beyond. And I get to serve a district that is one of the hardest working districts, toughest districts, and it is led and forged ahead by a little tiny lady that ha is just full of funny bones, Sister Parrish. Thank you for being our district superintendent's wife. Yes. Yes. My timer hasn't started. Thank you for allowing all of us to serve under you. The Bible says to give honor where honor is due. 
there is no comma. There is nothing. There's a period. That's just what we do. And I, I, cherish, I cherish the fact that I get to hold the mic and do that. And then that little lady right next to, next to her, my mother-in-law, talk about marrying up. I, got to, I put the term in up in marrying up whenever I got Mr. Jim Black shared, my dear sweet mother-in-law who entrusted me her baby 25 years ago, literally her church baby and her baby. And my mom is here. My mom is here. She's walking. She walked in. Amen. We are believing for a miracle. We've got, there's a miracle. There's a miracle. There's a miracle sitting right in front of you, mama. We're going to reach back and in Jesus' name, all that's just going to snap it into alignment. Amen. And then last but definitely not least, we would not have this event. We would not be here gathered under this particular umbrella if it wasn't for this lady. And I get to say this, and my five minutes still hasn't started. Um, I have never seen anyone be able to feed 5,000, my dear, out of one lunch sack and makes the best potato soup in the entire universe and could make an ER out of a tree stump and a branch. Um, she has healed many boo-boos on the campground. And Sister Churchill, it would be very remiss of us. Ladies, not to thank her properly for doing this. This is not easy. That's right. It's a woo-hoo. That's right. Amen. I'm serious. We all could take a note in servitude and how to cook out of, out of her book. When Kim comes to stay with me, I'm always, okay, how, how'd you do that? Oh, just a pinch of that, pinch of this. I'm thinking, huh, here we go. Anyway, when Sister Churchill asked me to speak about something, I, I will be honest with you, first of all, it's one thing to get asked to speak out in places, and I get the honor and get to go do fun things. And by the way, thank you for coming. Oh, I like her extra special. And um, it's an honor, but whenever you get asked to share something in front of your home, your home girls, your hometown, it's a whole different kind of honor. Because y'all are stuck with me. I'm stuck with you, and you're stuck with me, and we're stuck together, and we're going to stay together because this is about together. Is that not right? It's all about together. So everything I'm going to share with you tonight is very close to my heart and why I'm on that Life Church ladies, Sister Faye Sue Myers. This church would not be smelling and looking like it does, especially this week without that little lady because she, that's right. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Everyone, yes. Everyone, you know, fire me, hire me, put me in timeout. All of them, I can get a nap, which I love. But this week especially, she covered every area in which I could not cover. She did it. And, and I know there's many hands that make things shiny and smell good, but those hands this week covered me. 
And um, Life Church ladies, thank you. But going back to when Sister Churchill asked me, I, as she said, I asked a couple, I asked a couple of times about giving, giving, okay, together and creating the atmosphere and all these kind of things. And I thought, okay. I, and I asked one more time, now you're sure, because I have a little bit different way I process things. <laughs> and giving, giving is such an honor. It is a vital part of me. And now you're asking me to put eight or nine years into 15 to 20 minutes, Sister Lumpkin. Now, remember, I have a hard time finding, following notes. So if my head is down, it's simply because I'm trying to read fast. Because I got a lot of ground to cover, ladies, in the area of giving. It is what makes my heart beat fast. I love to give. There is such a, a joy in my bones when I get to give. Um, and sometimes it's not always like that. Sometimes there's something I kind of cringe and we may even mentally say, she's going to talk about giving. Oh, we grab our mental pocketbook and go, Oh no, they don't know how tight it is. No, that's not the kind of giving I'm talking about. We live, now I'm going to kick it into high gear. We live in an instant world. I want it now. I want it as soon as possible because I don't have enough time to sit and slow cooker it. I need the fast track, fast cooker. And I just heard about a crock pot that cooks extra fast. Did y'all hear about that? You did too, see? There's another rabbit trail. But seriously, <laughs> I like things fast, instant. It's the kind of world. I, how many times have we said I don't have time? I need more time in a day. The world, everything is like, is in fast forward. How, how can we shave down the quantity and not jeopardize the quality and it not impact us? in a way that would require more of us. Does that all make sense? Okay. The new go-to word in the last, what, five, ten years is simplify. Let's simplify our lives. All things God, keep it minimal, keep it simple as possible. To make it as easy on ourself time as possible. Cut out as much as possible. Traditions are slowly becoming the themes of many generations past, not just one. We don't have time. The last ten years... Tens of thousands of dollars have been made off of that simple phrase, 10 ways to simplify your life. I think there was a magazine called Simplify. Organize, yes, simplicity, simplify, simple. Declutter, deorganize, get rid of. Those things are all wonderful. And if you are an organizing, crazy, label-making person, 11561 Tulum Park Loop is my address. There is, I, I'm in dire need of you. This is a 911 distress call. All those scenes are wonderful. I needed to clutter just about every closet, every room. My craft room looks like a Christmas slash Valentine slash Easter bomb went off in it. I understand. Seriously, really, it does. I understand. There's nothing wrong with making our lives easier and simpler by cutting out unnecessary fat, unnecessary duties. Instead of doing 12 Christmas trees, do 10. <laughs> I mean, you can just see me. My brain just starts kind of shorting out a little bit at that thought. I, I, you, 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 yeah, you got it. See, she gets it. But listen, seriously, mentally, but mentally, it is a very contagious thought pattern and process that can overflow into every single other area of our life. 
It's not a bad thing if you like it plain and simple, streamlined and organized, or if you're a person that likes pretties and lace and fluffies and, and surrounded by a hundred pictures of your grandbabies or babies, either or. Or if you work better, having organized six months ahead or down to the night before. That doesn't make you better or less of a person. Those are personal likes and dislikes that influence our outward actions, preferences, and conversations. Okay? Giving to me, and I'm going to use me as an example because it's a safe place. I can't get in trouble. I lived in a world where giving was a lifestyle from the time I was this big all the way up. It, my pastor growing up, was the most generous man I had ever seen. I lived in a home where giving was the same as eating, breathing, and sleeping. It was a requirement, okay? It became a, my personal love language. One of my favorite forms to communicate with is giving. To do a job or a display or wrap a gift or a treat is all to bring a smile it's in that little extra. It's worth the time and energy to me. Now, it is not a requirement for you to do that. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. That's what bags are for. Okay? It's just something I enjoy doing most of the time. The Bible talks about giving in many, many different ways, forms, shapes, and examples. God gave his only son for there is no better example than that. Do we agree on that? That in itself tells me, should tell you that giving is at the top of God's list of importance. Do we agree on that? Okay, 1 Kings 17, 12 through 15, and she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in, dress it for me and my son, and that we may eat and die. 13, and Elisha said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it to me. And after that, after make three for thee and thy son. 14, for thus saith the Lord of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did, and she went and did, and she went and did. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house and she and he and her house did eat for many days. Hmm. 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 First Kings 17, 12 through 15. Flesh that one out. Read what all those little. It's some good stuff in there. Giving is an action word, a verb which has many translations, here's just a few, to put a lot of effort into doing something, to offer something to someone or to provide someone with something. It is easy to give to a grateful child or a loved one or a family member in need. That's easy. That's a piece of cake. They're the ones we love and cherish and basically give our life for. But the true giving, a true, a heart of true giving must come from a pure place, a place with no intentions of self. It can only be blessed when it comes from a place, put your seatbelts on, 
of forgiveness. The very guts of the word forgive is give. Giving comes into play in every area of our lives. You cannot give pure, unintentional love or create an atmosphere without it. Period. Period. Forgiveness, this is important, and I'm going somewhere, ladies. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things in life to do. How can we possibly forgive that one that cheated? How can we forgive the one who cut that job, which in turn caused a domino effect? We lose our houses. Then in turn, it caused marriage problems. And then the marriage problems scare the life because there's no security in the home for the children. How do you forgive that mess? How, how can we give at our church or even in our community when we are flat broke, empty, working two jobs, and still not making ends meet? And you're asking me to give some more? Here's the meaning of forgive. Verb, to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone or something for an offense or a flaw. To pardon... Or excuse. Cancel a debt. Ladies, God's always going to put someone in your life to keep you on your knees. To keep your sword sharpened. Losses are going to come that will steal your very breath away. All these scenes affect us and in turn infect us. Which in turns all of our Actions and behavior are then filtered through that heart and through that emotion and through that thought process. Giving isn't important. Forgiving isn't important. I don't know. Giving is a condition of the heart. The world, once again, is all about simple. Let's keep it simple. Simplify. Clean, easy, nothing wrong. But the more love, that kind of love that is shown to that next little level is in the details. We don't forgive just because we forgive and we give out our grief. You give out your pain. When you hurt the worst, you give the hardest. God is all about details. If you doubt that, go outside and look at those mountains. Look at a leaf. If you, if you can't see, have someone read you the Song of Solomon. Have you read his description of heaven? He likes the shiny things too. Just saying. Just saying. That's just a little footnote. He likes shiny things. Take a mother's love. Not all of us have, not all of women have a mother's love, and that's okay. But would we or would we not do just about anything for our babies? We're in agreement on that. Every person that walks into my home, now remember this, all of this is tied together. This is me. This is what she wanted me to bring to you. Every person that walks into my home, into this church, a guest 
whoever is, to me, is treated the same. The cleaning and preparation first starts here and here. Lie not, that's gospel. That's how I do it. It does not matter what is going on in my life, how tired I am, how my body feels, what crazy I'm dealing with at the moment, or what room in the house is flooding again. If you're coming to my home or you're walking in my church, you're just as important as a president, as Sister Lumpkin, as my mama, to me, we are all created equal. Your birthday is just as important as someone's 100th birthday to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Whether, it's, whether I have to decorate a table for just a regular event or what about 200 favors, I'm still going to do it regardless. Because what creates that warmth is not it's because we know as women what it takes what it requires to breathe some days these are just examples of how I go about creating gestures and the atmosphere some say it's a talent thank you okay thank you again but talent, people mistake talent for so many things. Talent does not make one feel that warm, fuzzy feeling that only the person that's the recipient feels. The talent doesn't make you, when you open your mouth, there, she's not even here, Sister Nelson in Juno. She writes the most beautiful cards she has no idea, Sister Lumpkin, the timing of her cards. And she'll just put a little pretty paper clip or something in there. She, 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 I know she doesn't have time to do that. But talent isn't the one that is like, oh. If she only knew. That's not talent. The little extra, talent doesn't cause us to invoke that one that, that stops and savors the moment when love is given. That's not a talent. That's the blessing part of give. God did not take shortcuts in the forgiveness department, so therefore neither can I. It isn't, it isn't about a basket or a thing or the stuff in it in what you give, whether it's from the 99-cent store or from Fifth Avenue, it doesn't matter. It's what matters is the spirit in which you give it. Whether it's simple, classy, streamlined, fluffy, lacy, it's all good. And it's all wonderful. But once again, it's all in how we give it. It's the key. It's like putting rotten milk in a half a jug of fresh milk and expecting the fresh milk not to be infected. You can't house hurt and pain and grief 
in the same house and expect to give out pure love and pure blessing, pure. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's all tied together. We make serving and giving and loving and, and oh, they're requiring money. No, 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 it's not about the dollar. When you learn that giving is just a beautiful, purified form of forgiveness, it becomes like a power tool arsenal in your toolbox. It takes a hammer and makes it into an electric one with a double power pack. Y'all know I like my, my, my tools. Y'all know that. But that is what forgiveness is. It's just another form, the purest form of giving. To give someone forgiveness. Wow, forgive. Once again, giving, I get excited when I talk about giving. And I'm almost done. Once again, giving comes from the word forgive. The most important part of forgive is give. Life has a way of stealing your joy, taking our minds, causing us to lose focus on our purpose. Grief and pain can completely alter our mind, which in turn infects our daily life when we don't even know how to process and deal with it properly. How, Sister Blackshear, do we learn to live? The key right here, ladies, here it is, is to learn how to live in a forgiving state of mind. Forgiving, that's an action. Give is an action. We must. Yes, it's hard at times. Our love for God, life and giving must come from a pure place. It can come only from a place empty and free of greed, jealousy, scarring, enviousness for it to be blessed. You can give until you broke. You can give a car. You can give a purse. You can give a bag and bake 100 cakes. But if you've got something up in your heart, jealousy, envy, you have just literally shut and locked and bolted the windows of heaven on blessing. People don't, uh, people don't realize the power of forgiveness of living a forgiving life. I have been asked so many times in the last three years, how do you live in a forgiving state of mind, Sister Blackshear? <laughs> and then turn it into a forgiving lifestyle. I don't have the time to share with you the eight long battle. Eight long years that the Lord taught me one-on-one. One-on-one, intimately. How? to learn this way, but when I learned it, oh, it will, it revolutionized me. I'll say me, but I can't tell you the short version is, it all starts on your knees, and once you get up off your knees, it is put into action first by your thought process. When we empty our hurts out, our scars, God in turn fills it with his love, his kindness, desires like his, passions like his. We all say, God created me a clean heart. Clean heart. When we start to learn how to live in a forgiving state, we then fall in love afresh and new with our lives all over again, the good, bad, and ugly of them. We fall in love with our homes, our families. No matter the pain they've caused, 
we can learn even to fall back in love with the work of God. He gave his life in order for us to live a forgiven one. His best action to the ultimate grief, pain, and betrayal, scars that leave us gut-wrenched when we see them in pictures. You know what his, result, his action was? To forgive and give. Ladies, I'm wrapping up. Let's stand. Forgive yourself. No matter how dark this sin and pain, if God can forgive you, who is a master creator, healer, provider, our stronghold, the best friend, the best daddy, the best mother, best everything that we could ever have, if he can forgive you, then who are you not to forgive yourself? Amen. Forgive others. God did. Give when it hurts the most. Go the extra mile when your knees feel like they're going to buckle under you. Laugh hardest when the grief has you doubled over. Share when you only have one meal left. Thank God for the gift of forgiving and the ability to forgive. Because it will free you like nothing else before. Let our prayer tonight, God, be release your blessings, release your joy, release your forgiveness into our lives. God, help us to live in a forgiving state of mind, Father God. Lord, everything that was said tonight here, God, let it be in preparation for your word, God. That as we go forth, Lord, into our churches and our homes and our communities, God, that we can go with a newfound confidence that comes, God, from the power of learning how to forgive, Lord, as you gave us the ultimate example, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your mercies and your greatness, God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want to thank all the praise teams that gave so unselfishly. This It was beautiful today. The um, brother and Sister Springer's church, they sang in spite of the fact that Sister Springer was sick. Today we've had some sickness going around here. Sister Lumpkin was sick all day today. But in Jesus' name, right now, stretch out your hand toward her. In Jesus' name. Heal her completely, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, take away this sickness, I pray, right now, in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful that she still, I think Sister Heather Blackshear was sick all day. And yet they stood up here. She stood up here, and Sister Lumpkin's about to stand up here and speak to us, and I'm thankful for that, and I know God is going to honor that tonight. Sister Lumpkin, we're so glad to have you here, and I think we have the little stand down there. She wants to be a little closer to you tonight. We're so glad that you have come to Alaska in Jesus' name. I want you to turn to the lady around you, and I want you to give her a hug, and I want you to tell her this. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, y'all just can't wait to hug. Tell her God loves me.
Okay, now then, find you somebody else and tell them, God loves you. Isn't that great to know that we're an extension of Him? Isn't that a great, a great feeling to know that we're loved? Love can take care of a multitude of issues and problems. And I tell people at home, I said, I smile just to make people wonder what I'm up to. Because <laughs> if you're sad all the time, it's easy to figure out. But if you smile every now and then, like all the time, and you know you're going through stuff, you just smile and they go, what did she do? You know, so... I love to catch people off guard. You ever go into Walmart and smile at people? They think you're a terrorist. I don't know. You know, they just look at you strange. So I think that's even more fun. Just walk in and say, hi, how are you? And so it's, it's fun. I want to thank Sister Blackshear. Uh, where did she? Elder, Sister Elder, Elder, Elder Blackshear. Where is she? There she is. Years ago, she was the first one in Alaska to trust me to come up here. I made a road trip with her. From here to Fairbanks. That wasn't a trip. That was an exciting road trip. She let me know before we left, we will have one stop and one stop only. And she was right. So I remember that. I tell everybody about you, so it's a good memory. And to Sister Perry, she's back there. It looks like y'all are good buddies. It's just great to be back in your district. We were here last year, my husband and I together, and uh, he was jealous that he was not to get invited to come to speak to y'all. But it's been a nice trip, just us girls, so it's been kind of fun. And to Sister Churchill, we go back 100 years. And uh, somebody asked me if I was Mickey Mangan's mother. I wanted to slap him. She is my sister-in-law. My husband and her are brothers and sisters. And uh, we are not sisters, and I can sing to prove that. But, hey, well, you know, we'll let her do that when she comes here. She's amazing, and you're going to love her. I just wanted to, oh, and Sister Phoebe. Where is Sister Phoebe? Brought me the Congan water. Lord bless wherever she's at. Did she make it? Back there in the back. Okay, Sister Phoebe, I want you to do me a favor and stand. That's what you get for being on the back row. Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You don't know why y'all are clapping. Why are y'all clapping? Sister Phoebe, I want you to tell them about today for me. You're, what happened in church today after Sister Kristen did an amazing job of speaking today. Amazing job of speaking today. Great word. I was loving every second of it. So, Sister Phoebe, tell, me, tell them what happened after that. Your friend. Yes, ma'am.
And she got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. She got the Holy Ghost today. Amazing. <laughs> Do what? The scripture says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. If you don't get filled, it's because you weren't hungry enough. It's not because of the praise team. It's not because of the preaching. It's simply because you weren't hungry enough. You get what you come here for. If you come wanting a miracle, you're going to get your miracle. If you come needing to hear a word, you're going to get a word. He is faithful. And that's just so neat to have all that happen today and to meet your friend and glad she made the trip with you here, and I, I love hearing those kind of stories. I want to ask you a question tonight. What will you let God do for you? What will you let God do? Our God is so powerful, and his word, the scripture says, is powerful. In fact, the scripture says it's quick and powerful, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. That's pretty powerful. We can all quote the scripture verses. We can say it, but here's Colossians 3, 15, and 16. I mean, quoting the word and knowing the word are two different things. You've got to spend time in the word and spend time with him to get to know him. A lot of people say they know who Jesus is, but know him and really knowing him is you've got to spend time with him, just like you would anybody, a friend. But Colossians 3, 15, and 16 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Admonishing one another in love, in psalms, and in hymns. Philippians 4, 4 through 13. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. But I'm sick. Always. I'm depressed. We'll get there. Always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God. There's that peace word again. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, think on these things. Think on them. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on them. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a... I say that scripture every day. Not because God needs to be reminded, I need to be reminded. <laughs> I get up in the mornings and I want you to say this with me. After I say it, so you won't know what I'm saying. This is the best day of my life. Now, when we get up in the morning, sometimes what we think when we get up, we go, oh, oh. I dread that, and it's not going to go well, and, I, and it's not. 
You need to get up and and I I quote scripture verses. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for the joy of the Lord that is my strength today. This is the best day of my life. This is the best day of my family's life. This is the best day of our church life. Thank you, God. This is an amazing, great day. I want to thank you for that. And then I go get a cup of coffee in my Bible, and we really have a great day. But he has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. Proverbs 23 and 7. For as a man thinketh in his heart, oh my. You know that scientists and doctors are now saying every cell in the body is connected to the heart? Let me repeat that. They are now saying every cell in the body is connected to the heart. And the brain controls the heart. And the mind controls the brain. So when Jesus said, in in his word of God says, For as a man thinketh, so is he. So whatever we're thinking about affects every cell in our body. We, we, we want to blame our DNA. You can change your DNA by the way you think and the way you eat and the way you, ex- way you take care of the temple. We want to think being spiritual is coming in here, coming up here to get prayed for for whatever, and then go out to McDonald's. I tell our people at home, you're not going to be healed. If you're, it's true. If you're not taking care of the temple, then don't ask God to heal the temple. Just a thought. At 65, I just have these thoughts. You know, I'm going, maybe I should have done this before I turned 65, you know, but hey. So whatever we are thinking about affects every cell in our body. That's why in his word, he tells us in Philippians 4.8, Finally, brothers and sisters, think on those things that are honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Do you know that it takes a real concentrated effort to do that? Because we are bombarded today by so much negativity in the world. Everything is negative. Everything is falling apart. Chickens are falling out of the sky. You're going to drown. You're going to be in a wreck. You're going to have a player. All these crazy things that the world and the it's bombarded all the negative, 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 negative. So we have to make a conscious effort to do exactly what God in his word says. And I just wonder if we really did do what God said and took his word at heart that it's as powerful and quick and powerful and interpreting two-edged sword, if we might not be as sick as we are. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise, and then the God of peace will be with you. Romans 12 and 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Put your hand on your head. God, renew our thinking. Renew our stinking thinking in Jesus' name. We need to do what God said in his word, cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What you think about, what you dwell on, you get. If you think yourself sick, you will be sick. It's good to think. It's good to take God at his word. Because what we think about in our lives is very, very important. And his word says, as a man thinketh, so is he. How powerful is the mind? 
Why would God put such an emphasis on what we think? Why would he reiterate throughout the word, from Genesis to Revelation, the power of how we think and what we speak? Because a lot of times what we think and what we speak, because the scripture says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We can speak life or we can speak death, not just to others, but to ourselves. His word says, as a man thinketh. Have you heard the saying, your actions speak so loud, I can't hear a thing you're saying? So we may think, I'm not hurting anyone if I don't say it. But here's the thing, you're hurting yourself because you're thinking it. Your actions are louder than your words. So there's action with, without first a thought. And God knew how powerful thoughts were. And he looked around and creation was just a thought in the mind of Christ. And then he spoke it. That's how powerful thought is. That's how powerful words are. In the beginning was the word, and he said his thoughts towards us. And then he had his written word. He says, I am for you. Just when you think nobody else cares or you're all alone or there is nobody that understands, God says, I am for you. You may have nobody else but God. If you've got God, you've got everything. He says, I am for you. You need to remind yourself of that every day. God is for me. God, is, who can be against me? God is for me. I'm for you. And he said, of thoughts of peace and not of evil. He will withhold no good thing from them that walk uprightly. That's why we need to be careful how we act throughout a day and walk and where we go and what we say. God will supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. No weapons formed against us shall prosper. I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. His purpose for us is for us to prosper and be in good health. When was the last time you got up and thanked God for prosperity and health? Or did you get up complaining? Every day I'm telling God, thank you, God, today I am prospering and in good health. Why can I say that? Because he said that. All I'm doing is reiterating what the word said because the word is quick and powerful. Now, do we ever have some things that come along and make us feel bad? Yes, from what we ate or didn't eat or because we didn't take care of ourselves, didn't get enough sleep or sleeping on airplanes for 12 hours, whatever we're doing. You know, the body is just the body. We're not God. We're just the body. And so get up and say those things like, thank you, God, today I am prospering and in good health. It's the word. He has come that we might have life and that more abundantly. And my mind is renewed every day by the word of God. You need to change the way you think and what you say. We're too quick to say the negative. We're too quick to find fault. When we read and reread re the word, we see something that leaps out at us. I have so many times, and we may say, well, I never saw that before. I'm sure you've done that. The reason is we're finally seeing something in us we didn't see before. Repetition of right information is what alters our thinking. It does matter what you put in up here. It matters what you read. It matters what you see, it matters who you're around, it matters who your friends are. If your friends are negative, change friends. If your friends can't find anything good to say, change friends. 
because that will affect you. That's why when we speak, we need to make sure we're speaking positive words. The scripture says with songs and hymns, admonishing one another, loving one another, lifting each other up in the Holy Ghost. That's scriptural. But I know not everybody's Christian, but we, we try and work with that or saved. His word says he always causes us to triumph, and that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you, that goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our life. If you feel alone, and I've done this, I said, God, I don't know where anybody is at, but I thank you because I know goodness and mercy are right here following me today. Thank you for that, God. Thank you for preparing a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And I'm going to enjoy that feast today in Jesus' name. Change the way you think, but then give voice to that. His word is forever settled in heaven. Stop and think. What do you think about in your mind, positive or negative? Because our words shape us, spoken or thought. They're powerful. Life and death are in the tongue. We need to speak faith-filled words. And Jesus said, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called one body, and thankful. There is something to be said about being thankful and having a grateful gratitude spirit. Somebody who is constantly finding fault and criticizing is usually sick. Change the way you think and what you speak and be, start being thankful like she talked about tonight. Having forgiveness and love for one another, you might be healed. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns. And we've read that one. And Christ said, he will be, we will be justified or condemned by our own words. We can speak life to ourselves or death. Matthew 18, 16, and 2 Corinthians 13 and 1 both say, in the mouth of two or three word, witnesses, let every word be established. If I tell you I'm sick and you, or um, uh, um, there's a problem and you agree with me, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> so I'm very careful when I say I don't feel good or I'm, I'm unless I'm getting going already passed out, whatever, but, it, you know, then you might need to speak up. <laughs> but good or evil, fact or fiction, health or death, every word, any word can be established in us. It can be established in our souls. Our DNA can define our days just by speaking it from two or three witnesses. What I say or what I said about me or what I hear someone else say can become more than just a spoken word to now that it is living. How long have we heard prophecies go out in our churches that there will be great revival and miracles and backsliders are coming and our children will be saved? How long have we heard that? Yet words spoken by us or onlookers who say otherwise can stop the purpose of God. Remember the 12 spies who went out to spy out the land? 
and 10 of them got to reasoning among themselves. Enough that God had said it was already theirs. They didn't believe that. Two of them refused to chime in with the 10. Thank God for the two. But the damage was done by the 10. Before we condemn those 10, what has God said to each of us? He said, with me all things are possible. What have we deemed impossible? You've stopped the possible. And we have stood back and we have reasoned and said, yes, but. And it stopped the miracle. It has stopped lost people from coming back. It has thwarted revivals. Yes, but. And we look at us and not at the one who promised it. Because Israel's ten unreasonable spies cost an entire nation 40 years of wandering. Just ten. So what stopped God from doing the miracle? Unbelief. Unbelief. Read it in the New Testament. Just people talking in the negative, unbelieving. And people don't receive their miracles or healings because of a few people who didn't think it was possible. And Job questioned God. Where were you? How could all this happen to me? And God responds with this. Where were you? When I placed the stars and placed them in the sky by name. When I put boundaries on the oceans and you questioned me and my plans on how I order your steps. And all of us in here have fought battles, physical and spiritual and mental. But his word affirms to all of us that our labor is not in vain. We must declare, we must declare, we must verbalize and give life to the words, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. He goes before us, and he is our rear guard. He is my hiding place. His peace passes all understanding. And it is guarding my heart and my mind every day. There has always been an accuser. Please be careful what you say. And what is said to you. For it become established in your life. Don't believe everything somebody says to you about you or someone else or the church. <coughs> we must believe what his word says. And his word says we're overcomers. His word says we're victorious through Christ. His word says by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies, we are more than conquerors. So you want to stop the mouth of the accuser? Get to applying the blood. Get to saying, in Jesus' name. I'm applying the blood right now in Jesus' name over my family, over this situation, over my finances. I'm applying the blood because of that. I'm an overcomer, and I'm victorious through him. Quit believing the lies of the enemy that you have to live half lives or you have to live below what God has deemed possible. We need to stand up and say, I am a child of the king. I'm joint heirs with him.
is for us, who can be against us? And he calls us special. He calls us his. He created us. God told Ezekiel to prophesy over the dead, dry bones. And he said, listen to the word of God. I'm bringing life to you and you will come to life. If dead, dry bones can be talked to and they come to life, what can we possibly do? When he says, I've given all power and authorities unto him, and he lives on the inside of us. Why don't we start taking our rightful position, start knowing who we are in him, and stop believing the enemy that says, you'll never be victorious. You'll never be healed. You'll never see this victory happen. You will never live here. They will, but you know. With God, all things are possible. Oh. Oh, we just got to start laying hands on our heads and anointing our own minds and quit worrying about her mind or her mind. I worry about my mind. And so that's when I began to pray, God, I've got to have the mind of Christ. Change me. Work on me. You're welcome here. You're welcome to come on the inside of me. Do a work in me first. We pray his kingdom come. His will be done. I pray that prayer in the mornings. And I said, God, I want your kingdom to come and your will to be done. But let it begin in me. Change me. And they began to prophesy to those dead, dry bones. And life came into them because it was spoken. The message translation of Isaiah 43. But now God's message, the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started, Israel. Don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You're mine. He calls us special and joint heirs with him. When you're in over your head, he says, I will be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end. Because I am God, your personal God. The Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you. All of Egypt with rich cushion. Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I... Have you ever asked God how much he loves you? He gave his life for you. So don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll round up all your scattered children. I'll pull them in from the east and the west. I'll send orders north and south, send them back. Return my sons from distant lands and my daughters from faraway places. I want them back. Every last one of them bears my name. Every man, every woman, every child. We were created in his image. His desire, his plan is for them to be saved. Don't let somebody make you think, well, it must be the will of God. No, no. It's not. When I birthed my children, I remind God of this often. They were birthed in the Holy Ghost to serve you. They may not be today, but God, that's where they were birthed, and they belong to you. And I'm declaring it in Jesus' name, but I've got to give voice to that. We become so vocal about all so many negative things. Why don't we become more vocal about what God says it belongs to us? His promises are yea and amen. And he said, by my stripes you are healed. Not might be, can be. He says you are healed. Why don't we stand and declare, I am healed in Jesus' name? Oh, no. Two or three believe that. 
Two or three are serious about the word. Two or three really want a miracle. He says, you are my witnesses. This is his decree. You're my hand-picked servants so that you'll come to know and trust me and understand both that I am and who I am. Previous to me, there was no such thing as a God, nor will there be after me. I am God. I am the only Savior there is. I spoke. I saved. I told you what existed long before these upstart gods appeared on the scene, and you know it. You're my witnesses. You're the evidence. God's decree. Yes, I am God. I've always been God, and I will always be God. No one can take anything from me. I make. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. If God does anything for us in this service tonight, I have asked him to change the way we think. To stop believing the lies of the enemy that would make you think that nothing is going to happen in your life or it's going to change. I believe that God is wanting to heal some of our minds in this place and let you know you have the mind of Christ, but it's up to you to receive it. I don't know if anybody in here really wants that or if you're okay with where you're at. If you've got everything you need and you have no problems and you've got a great mind, wonderful. But for those of us who struggle, for those of us who had ever had a negative thought, for those of us who beat our own selves up without anybody else's help, I have to remind myself I belong to him, that I was created by him, and that he has a purpose and a plan for my life. Has it all been smooth? Not at all. But I don't read anywhere in the word of God where they all live smooth lives. It seems like the moment they got saved, sweet lady back there, is it Connie? Well, buckle your seat. Because life happens. The difference is you have a higher power and a help. The difference is the I am is on your side. The difference is he's given you power we never had before. I don't know what you may be going through, but I was thanking God here just recently. God, I don't know, can't even imagine going through life with what we've gone through without you. When was the last time you took time in your pain and your heartache and your sorrow and said, God, this is difficult. I don't understand it. But thank you for not letting me go through it alone. Thank you for not letting me be out there and not know that I have a Savior. I have a refuge. I have a hiding place. Thank you for your mercy that is new every day. So this great God that we serve has come in here to this place to do a radical change on the way we think and the way we speak. I went and laid hands on a lady a week or two ago, and I said, and she is the most downcast, sorrowful. I avoid her like the plague. She depresses me. She didn't, have, didn't know what smile is. So I went over and prayed for her. I said, I'm getting ready to pray for you, but let me tell you what I'm going to pray. <laughs> I warned her. So I'm going to pray your countenance changes. I didn't tell her because I was sick of it, but I wanted to. But I didn't do that. 
I'm going to pray for you that God heal your mind. And one of the ladies, a prayer partner of mine in the church, she covers me and she said, I knew you was going to be binding spirits. And I said, no, it's binding fl- you can't bind flesh, but it was mostly flesh. You can't bind flesh. You bind spirits, yeah. I said, hers is flesh. She opens a door. Girls, there are some things you're not supposed to deal with, but you've opened a door. Simply because of the way you think and what you speak. God did not mean for us to deal with some of the stuff, some of the sickness, some of the depression, but because we have given into it and believed it, then you get it. 75 to 90% of the people who go to doctors today go there simply because of stress issues. That's affecting them physically. They don't tell them that because there's no money in it if you get well. (laughs) So it's amazing that this great God of peace, if we ask him to come in, if we take a moment, here's what doctors are going to be telling people in the near future, and it's already documented. They're going to be telling them to take time to meditate. And so to people who think they don't have time to pray, well, I don't have time to go to the hospital. And if you don't take care of your mind and your spirit, it will cause you to break down someplace else in your body. Because your mind and your spirit affect your emotions. And how many of you ladies know we are emotional? And so we have to guard that. And so how do we do that? You get alone with God. And you sit and you get out the word and you meditate on the word. You t- Here's a great word. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us. I believe... This is just me, that every time I hear the word preached, read, quoted, spoken, or I write it, I'm being healed and delivered of something. I may not know what it is. I don't have to know. I'd probably be scared to death if I knew what it was. But I believe that I can't miss church because that may be the very message or song or scripture or word where I would miss my miracle. I can't take that chance. I can't miss my time with him in the morning for fear. There was a word that was already planted, and I was to receive that engrafted word inside of me, and as I did, be healed and delivered of something. Spend, this is all free counseling, isn't this good? Because you can go to counselors and they'll tell you you need to take some time off. You need to meditate. You need to read. You need to write. I'm not even charging you for that. But that's what counselors tell you today. Spend time getting alone. Watch what you read. Watch what you listen to. Really, they don't say a whole lot. They just kind of go, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we don't hear from God. He's going, mm-hmm. <laughs> When he's been speaking to us all along. But so many of us can't hear him for all the other noise that's going on in our lives. So here's what I'm asked for you to do. You all got a little anointed hankies today in your seat. Do you still have them? Did you leave them somewhere? I want you to get out your little hankies. 
because girls, we can shout and dance and we can do all the great stuff in church that, and not be affected spiritually, really. Feel good for a moment, but not really leave changed. They're going to go get us some more. That's great. I want and desire to see women changed. And I, I get weary with praying for women for the same thing over and over and over when it's in their power to do something about it. And you all have the ability to walk in a place with God where you can just know the miraculous is going to happen. If you expect the miraculous, you'll receive the miraculous. If you're expecting more depression, you will experience more depression. If you're experiencing more, expecting heartache, you'll experience it. But I choose to believe that this God who said, I've come to give you life in that more abundantly minute, and there's peace that waits for us if we open ourselves up to that and receive it. And so we struggle today with things we should not be struggling with. And so my, my challenge to all of us is, God, change the way we think from this moment on. Let us start thinking on the things of God. Let us cast out everything that is a lie and not true that doesn't glorify you. Help us to bring every thought captive. When that thought comes, begin to worship and praise God. I heard someone say the other day that when Jesus stepped onto the Isle of, and with the Gadarene and the man full of all the devils and stuff, and when the, the deemed demonic man saw him, he began to, to fall at God's feet and begin to worship. And the, the point was the minister made, he said, when we feel attacked or we feel like something is going on. He said, the moment we begin to worship, whatever spirit may have been hounding us has to worship as well. So when you think, I don't feel like worshiping, guess who's winning? That's why whether I feel like it, because if I go on my emotions, I wouldn't even go out of the house sometimes. If I went on my emotions, I wouldn't raise my hands sometimes. But it's not about how I feel. It's because God is worthy because he saved me. He's delivered me. There's too many miracles and answered prayers for me to sit and worry over things I haven't seen yet. And besides, if I'm being hounded by something out there, if I begin to worship, then guess who else to worship to? Then I just laugh and smile because then he wonders what I'm up to. You know, just kind of do that. That's why your worship is so important. If somebody sits beside you and they're not a worshiper, change seats. I don't like sitting by dead people. <laughs> so we need to make sure that regardless of what people do around us or regardless of how we feel, that we get into that place with God where it's just you and him. And that will happen so much easier after you've spent time alone with him where there's nobody around. Get into the word, spend time with him, and you and him Work out whatever is going on and let him heal your mind and your body right in your home or wherever you have your devotions because God can become that intimate with you. I want you to take your little hanky, your anointed hanky that you've got. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to place it on our head.
want you to place that little hanky on your head. I love some of you just got it laying there. That's cute. Works. And I want us to believe that when we pray, that God is going to take away some of our wrong thinking, our negative thinking, and replace it with his thoughts. I want a clear mind. I don't want to believe what doctors say or what the world says. I want to believe what God says. And I believe he was here to heal us and deliver us and to set us free right now in Jesus' name. Will you pray that with me? Lord, in the name of Jesus, over our minds, over our thinking, we surrender to you. God, we need you right now. Help us in Jesus' name. The mind of Christ be in us, the hope of glory. Set women free. Set them free in their thinking. I pray a helmet of salvation over them. Cover their minds with the word. Let them think on what sort of things are true and honest, a good report. Let them dwell on the word of God. Let the first thought come into their mind be what thus saith the Lord. His word says we are victorious. Your word says it is written we're overcomers. God, you are mighty and you're mighty to save. We're believing right now for healing to happen in this place. Somebody needs a miracle of healing and we see him being healed in Jesus' name. Oh God, you're able. I thank you. I thank you. Renew our minds. Renew our minds. Renew our minds. Renew our minds. Renew, renew. In Jesus' name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The mind of Christ. The hope of glory is in me. The hope of glory is in me. I claim it, I claim it, I claim it. Oh, oh thank you, God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I believe somebody has just received a miracle. I believe somebody has got a changed mind. I believe somebody has just been touched. Glory has opened up. His glory is in this house. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Thank you for it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Mercy. Mercy. called us for such a time as this. We're walking by faith and not by sight. I want to tell some lady in here, you may have gotten bad news, but it is not as it appears in Jesus' name. It is not as it appears in Jesus' name. God is on the scene. God is working. God has got a better plan. God is intervening. God is. See it. 
See it. You see, you've got a lost child. See him coming back. You've got a lost husband. See him praying back through. You've got sickness in your body. See it leaving your body right now in Jesus' name. You need a miracle. You need revival in your church. See every seat in your church filled with people that are coming back. See it happening in the Holy Ghost. Start looking through the eyes of God. Start looking through the eyes of God. All things are possible. All things, all things. All things, all things, all things. Oh, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Want you to find you somebody. Bring them up here. Want you to find your buddy. I don't know who your best friends are. A buddy, a comrade, a companion, somebody. Come up here. And we're going to pray and we're going to worship together. I believe there's something that happens in the spirit world when we begin to worship and praise God. And when we, the scripture says, where two or three agree, is the friend with you need a miracle? Agree with them for that. Agree with them for a healing. Agree with them. For whatever it is you know that they need, believe that when you pray, it's going to happen. It only takes two. But there is a multitude, more than two in this room. And we're going to believe. Believe it. Believe it. Receive it. In Jesus' name, receive it. 